Hey everyone, it's Dan. Welcome to the replacement segment of episode 13 of Green Hornet. When 12 through 15 of Green Hornet hit the Avengers Super Train episodes, it was just me talking about them. Although the other episodes was myself and Kristen Hawes, a.k.a. Kiki Writes. I had lost those chats. Sometime after those episodes went up, we re-recorded them. But due to computer issues, I've been having a tough time piecing the episodes together again. So I thought I would put up our episode 13 chat separately, and I'll probably do that with the others and maybe eventually put them into the body of the episodes proper. But I wanted you to hear them since we did them. So this is episode uh, 13, The Secret of Sally Bell, The Sally Bell, uh, aired December 9th, 1966, directed by Robert L. Friend, written by William L. Stewart. The basics of this is that a Sally Bell, this big ship, uh, hit, hit the ports of in Green Hornet's town, and there's $2 million worth of narcotics on it. Uh, the gangsters want it because it's theirs, as it were. Um, and uh, Cato and Green Hornet get into kind of a hassle with a guy named Gus Wander, who is apparently the only person who knows where the narcotics are. He's knocked unconscious. They end up bringing him into a hospital because he's in kind of a coma, and Green Hornet kind of gets mixed up with a lovely doctor, and um, a uh, the gangsters, and it's kind of a sort of, okay, bring Gus Wander onto the ship, and we're going to find out where these narcotics are. We talk a lot about it. I'm not going to go super crazy into it here, but it's basically one man knows where they are, he's in a coma, and they kind of keep waking him up out of the coma to have him help out. So I'm just going to, this is kind of a no-fuss sort of thing, so we're going to dive right into the discussion here. Here we are, folks. The Secret of Sally Bell, episode 13 of Green Hornet, and I am discussing it with my good friend, Kristen Hawes, a.k.a. Kiki Writes. Kristen, how are you? What's going on? I'm I'm hanging in there, Dan. How are you? Good. good. I'm doing all right. I, uh, I, I'm interested to hear what you think about this episode, because it, it's got a... It, it, well, I'm, I'm going to say it. It's, it's, what did you think about this episode? You know, I actually, I really like this episode. I, I, even though I don't know what time of day it is throughout the entire thing because of all of the day for night, I still I enjoy I enjoy this episode. Probably not for the right reasons, um, because there's some some ridiculousness in it, especially with Honey Boy showing up and um, the guy who's in a coma. When he wakes up, he sounds like Peter Lorre for some reason. The fact that they treat a coma like a nap when it's actually a serious medical condition. I mean, we're playing fast and loose here, but I think I think it's kind of a fun episode. There's some there's some uh, interesting little twists in there. The doctor was nice. I liked her. She's probably the only non-terrible woman not named Casey that Britt knows. <laughs> so, you know, I actually, you know, I actually do like this episode. What do you think of it? I I, I agree with you there that it it plays uh, sort of fast and loose with some bits here and there yeah yeah the coma thing is he's in a coma but then they kind of okay doc wake him up uh, try down by here or wherever okay doc put him back to sleep wake him up again i'm sorry i got one more question for him you know and it's i i i, I applaud 1966 uh, medicine for be, being able to do that with someone who is in a coma you know that's that was the space age time folks and uh, yeah i do like the the doctor lady quite a bit although i think her is her is her hair wrong? Is that nineteen? Did she have nineteen sixty six hair? Wasn't hair more like Casey's? 
Isn't her hair like late fifties, um, early sixties? It's because she got that like molded, um, like Patrick Duffy early Dallas seasons kind of haircut. Like you have to put a bowl <laughs> on that kind of thing. No, um, they were probably trying to show her age a little bit. They were trying to age her a little bit. That was very much in style for older women. Um, well, and some younger women too. My grandma had hair kind of like that, uh, but she was younger mm-hmm. <laughs> in the sixties. Yeah. So, yeah. no, I think I, I think especially for us, I mean, it very much so was probably a wig, and mm-hmm. it just it didn't it looked awkward to yes. our present day eyes. But it was a style that was that was still in swing in nineteen sixty six. Okay, yeah, I. Because I, I know I've I've had several several friends who have had like ma's and grandmas who have who have had that sort of hairstyle even up to a couple of years ago, you know. And you'll see them and it'll be like, what's what's wrong with your mom's hair? Oh, that's just she just that that's her that's the style for her. And I said, didn't that style go out before we landed on the moon? Don't you worry about it, okay? <laughs> and don't you mention it unless she does, and then you like it. Yes, I will. Yes. Uh, not, there, yeah, there are some women, they found a style, and they will stick with it until their death, and yes. I applaud them for that. Yeah, and even even in the, um, yeah, oh, here she is with her big hair. Yeah, it's a, well, no, the nurse there even has hair, but the funny thing with the nurse in in the scene where Green Hornet shows up and Kato's got this guy draped over his shoulders, um, who's the doctor in charge here? I got this, this guy Kato's holding on to. The, the nurse has sort of similar big hair, but... The opening shot in the hospital, you see sort of the back of the nurse's head, and like, it looks very funny. The 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 her nurse's hat, it looks like a like a like a a boat riding like a like a hair a sea of hair or something like that. I don't know how to describe it, but if if you go to the right after the credits where where we're in the admitting room or whatever of the hospital, the nurse and her hat, it looks kind of funny to me. Uh, but uh, where was I? Yeah, I think. I like the fact that the episode um, uh, sort of uh, goes uh, time-wise. I think it's very compact, which I like. It's very much you go to the boat, and the guy falls, and we go to the hospital, then the crooks show up, and then Hornet shows up, and then we all go back there, and then I, I like that. As you said, it's almost impossible to figure out what time it is, um, unfortunately. But I'd like to say maybe it starts, like, late in the evening and then ends oh, wait a minute isn't there a thing no darn it uh it ends in the morning but i could be wrong i don't know uh what else oh oh there is a great moment where one of the gangsters is watching batman on tv and the other one calls him out on it which i like um because at this time i think it's the next year the 60 the 66 67 season oh wait a minute wait a minute this is the 66-67 season. Yeah, this is the season where, um, you know, not only do you get Green Hornet, who will meet Batman later on, spoiler, um, but in Green Hornet's land, they can watch Batman. And then you have stuff like over in Hooterville, they talk about watching the Beverly Hillbillies. And this is the season where the Green Acres, they do have the Green Acres episode where they put on a benefit and they perform an episode of the Beverly Hillbillies. So things were getting really strange in and around here in the world of whatever these shows all are, sitcoms and weird adventure shows and things. But I think I think it's a, it's a straightforward episode that, that kind of does its thing in a nice compact time frame that I enjoy. And then 
what's his name there shows up sunny boy honey boy i forget honey boy <laughs> honey honey boy shows up and then all everything goes out the window and suddenly it's a whole nother thing tell me tell me what you thought of honey boy well first of all how did you not remember his name it's written on his car because honey boy is all about subtlety yes yeah that when you it's like when you when you hire you know colin honey boy our hitman honey boy yeah i expected him to have a theme song wouldn't that have been great it's honey boy <laughs> pow pow yeah but i'm sorry you were discussing honey boy yep but he was well he was hired to to kill hornet and kato and the doctor i guess as well since she was leaving the ship with them mm-hmm. but he was he was a terrible shot so i don't know if he deserves a theme song if you can't make your shot you know you're this is this is your job this is what you're supposed to do you're terrible at it you don't get a theme song I'm just saying <laughs> Maybe uh, maybe it was one of those things where maybe he sprained his wrist earlier in the day, but he didn't want to tell anyone. And then maybe if there was a, a, a Honey Boy um, sort of a, a pilot episode or something, we'd see like his day where he like he sprains his wrist shooting somebody. And then they come up and say, we need you to kill the Green Hornet and Kato. Okay, I'll do that. I'm afraid to tell them I have a sprained wrist, but I think I'll be okay. And the, and so the drama is suddenly about will, suddenly about Honey Boy, will he be able to to complete the job? And since we followed him, uh, we get to know him and we get to love him, and we don't know what to think when he goes after Green Hornet and Kato. This is another universe where Honey Boy had his own series, and Green Hornet and Kato only showed up on one episode. Parallel Earth, folks. Yeah, but this Parallel would be a tragic Earth. episode. Yeah. It would yeah, have been oh, this, yeah. this this episode would have been the series finale for him because he gets blown up. They yeah. blew him up. Yeah. They they're pinned down mm-hmm. behind these crates and they remote control the car into position so they can blow Honey Boy up with rockets. They I mean like we're not even shying away from this. This is what they did. And I thought the remote control car part was good because mm-hmm. that's that's quite clever. And you know what? They could have pinned him in. With Black Beauty, so he couldn't like move, couldn't yeah. couldn't shoot. No, blew him up, scattered his his little body parts all over the place. I mean, yeah, that's that's, that's pretty intense. <laughs> that is because I thought that's what they were going to do. They were just going to block him, block him into a spot so he couldn't so he couldn't continue his, his reign of not quite terror. But no, they yeah, that's they're getting. I guess I guess. I, I, when they ordered the remote control, there must have been a moment where it was like, okay, we can only put a certain number of buttons on here. Rockets or no rockets? Rockets. You got it. And just because what? Well, just because we're not in the car doesn't mean we can't blow people up. Is is I think that's I I want that on a shirt. I don't know, you know, and it would have the Hornet Mobile there on the back. But um, let's see what what else do you have about this one? I'm checking my notes. Uh, let's see. Oh, I think that guy, because at the very beginning, the reason why our little friend is injured is because um, Hornet uses the the sting on him to get him to let go of his gun, and then he falls and hits his head. And we have seen what the Hornet sting can do up to this point. That dude was lucky he didn't blow his hand off. Yeah. The the aim of the Hornet sting is much... um is much better than I thought it would be, especially if they were at a distance there. Usually they're right up against like the doorknob or whatever, and they're firing it. But that was, maybe this is a new sting. Maybe this is a, trying to, he's got the aim. A, a lighter, a lighter, gentler sting. A lighter, that, that just blows guns out of your hands rather than shooting your hand off and across a boat. 
Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's, the deeper we go into the show, we should have done a tally of how many people they just kill in this show. And in, and and in the we last one, have. in the last one, they almost blew up Aldo Murph and and artists in Yale. If it hadn't been for Green Hornet going, wait a minute, don't don't not no not this one, not this time. We need them. No, not in pieces. We'll we'll get somebody later. It'll make up for our bloodlust yeah. now. <laughs> yes, yes. Have you heard of this Honey Boy? I feel we might be meeting him soon. Yes. Uh, I, I do. <laughs> I, I I if I can hop to the end um, real quick. There's a great moment where. Um, where uh, Brit is going to print like a letter in the personals or something that basically says like, is it, I, I forget if it, it's from the doctor and is it, I forget how she sort of phrases it, um, but it's obviously it's to the Green Hornet and she wants him to come to where she is so he can get a full physical exam, which is pretty rowdy. I think uh, for for her, but I mean that's that's what she does. Maybe she actually honestly thinks he needs a physical exam. Uh, but but it's great just the the just how angry how angry Mike gets. This is obviously for the Green Hornet. It's some sort of message and da 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 and and and, and Brit's just looking up at him like he, he, your face is getting redder than it already was, Mike. Just calm down. And but but they don't print the letter. They don't print the letter. But they will throw a no. little testimonial well, that dinner is, for her. You know, that was Tinder before we had Tinder. You placed personal ads. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And you had to make them sound like you were sending messages to the worst criminal in the in the count in the in the city yes. or county or wherever they are. So Yeah, and I do well, I do I it's not like I'm sure I'm sure if she had his phone number that she would just call him directly. She was a very direct, bold you know, she was, I mean, she was a pretty, she stood up to those guys at one point. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, she was going to do what she could to keep that Gus Wanderer alive there. You know, so she was, she had, so, she was pretty brassy. So if she would have had Green Hornet's number, I feel like she would have called him directly. But since she didn't, she was very clever in coming up with it. Yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen, uh, uh, well, that that's me being bad right there. I'm going to lean in and say something. Dan, knock it off. I wonder if she's going to appear again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wonder if we'll see her again, because I liked her. We'll probably end up seeing one of those awful women that he hangs out with again, but I, I bet we won't see her. Yeah, no, because she's she's probably the only non-awful woman he knows that's not named Casey, so you know that's not going to last. Yeah, unfortunately. But that would be uh, that that would be an interesting, like... Um, like a Valentine's Day episode, you know, where he, where the Green Hornet goes out on a date, and they have like a romantic montage where they're prancing along the sand, like in a beach or something. But he has his full overcoat and mask on and everything. And maybe Cato's like nearby. Just can you ditch? Can you ditch your friend? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. He's he's kind of my sidekick. Yes, he, he has to be. If you if you had brought that nurse, then you know. But yeah, it could have been a double date. Oh, that would be that perfect. Perfect. Uh, double date between that nurse and Cato, and although I would like to see Casey and uh, and Cato go on a, go on a, join him for the double date, but uh, I would be okay with that. Uh, what else do you have? Let me do one more scan of my notes here. Well, I just I just had a curious. It's like a thing that struck me as curious because they said that the crew of the Sally Bell abandoned ship during a typhoon, and yeah. so it was found drifting. And my thought was, why would they, why would, where would they go in the middle of a typhoon? 
why would you I would not get in a lifeboat in the middle of a typhoon. I would stay on the bigger ship. It would give me a better chance. Yeah. Maybe so the, I just the, thought that was curious. Like the the it's the dumbest crew in the navy. <laughs> yeah, that 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 didn't actually occur to me. <laughs> that, that that just uh... That just, that that would be like uh, you know there's a bad lightning storm and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna climb up this pole so I can get closer to the clouds so maybe the lightning will miss me or, or will miss me or something like that it, yeah it doesn't I, I that didn't occur to me that that makes no sense wow that's um everyone in the lifeboats won't we die in the lifeboats you got it boss except for <laughs> Gus Wander yeah how did so so what is it is was it just like the boat kind of floated randomly or did Gus actually guide it in sort of I was a little. I'm little not vague. sure. See, again, there's there's a lot of mystery surrounding this this mm. boat incident, the ship incident. I feel like that could have been a whole a whole other episode mm-hmm. on unsolved mysteries, really, because oh, yeah. we don't know how any of this happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's called the secret of, but I don't think we learned everything we needed. To. I think there's there's a prequel episode that would probably be as exciting as this one, uh, but with no uh, honey boy. Although, having said that, could you airdrop Honey Boy onto the the um, Sally Bell? I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. Yeah, I, it, that, that didn't occur to me. The, the more I think about the secret of the, the the thing, all we really know about the secret is that there are these narcotics on it. But the whole story of how they got there sounds more fishy the more you say it out loud. And I don't mean to um, make fishy like not like a like in the water or anything. Fishy as in fishy, but. Yeah, that's I hadn't really thought of that. And I, I have the last note I have written here is just I have one word circled semen. So there you go. So I guess that's the end of my notes. <laughs> if do you have any more notes or are you, are you on to, uh, trivia time? I it's trivia time. I've got some trivia yeah. for us gotcha. about our our guest stars here. Um, our bad guy, which I don't even think we mentioned his name. His name's Bert Selden. He was played by Warren Kimmerling. Um, he's been on several things. Uh, he was in the 1965 version of Godzilla. He was on Bonanza, Gunsmoke, etc. But we're going to do a little, uh, you know, six degrees here. He was in an episode of The A-Team called One More Time with uh, Amy Steele, who played uh, Ginny in Friday the 13th oh, yes. Part 2. Yay! Nice, huh? Very nice. Yay! Got a Friday 13th reference in there. And our doctor, who I like so much, Dr. Hannah Thomas, she's played by Beth Brickle, who is, she's been in a bunch of stuff too, but she was in one of my favorite episodes of Hawaii Five-0 called Goodnight Baby, Time to Die. It's it's a really, it's a season four episode. It's really, really good. It's a great, it's got a great twist to it. It's just, it's one of my favorites, and she is magnificent in it. So it's it's kind of weird to see her as this doctor in this episode compared to the character she played on that that episode. So, uh, and, oh, our honey boy mm-hmm. played, uh, he was in an episode, two episodes of Batman. He played Messy James as part of uh, Shame's gang in uh, Comeback Shame. It's how you play the game. Yes, and so, he probably shot that's it, it for well. My honey Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you probably <laughs> did. And that's that's that is the secret of of the Lady Bell, Lucy Bell, Lady Bell. Why am I forgetting right now? It's it's um it's Sally. Sally Bell. Bell. Why, oh, gosh, I, I, I my notes are getting worse and worse. I don't know if this is going to be by time we get to episode twenty six. I'm not going to be able to say anything coherently, 
Although, have I today? I'm kidding, of course. Uh, Kristen, where can we find you online? You can find me at my blog, kikiwritesabout.com. It's where you can find all my rerun junkie posts, my other posts, all of my published work. Um, there's links to my Patreon. You can buy me a cup of coffee. I've got something called Writing for Tips there. And if you need my random trivia coming at you at any hour of the day, you can follow me on Twitter at kikiwrites. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm just going to end this with Honey Boy. Bam, bam, bam. Honey Boy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Learn how to shoot. Yeah. <laughs>